all done. Sunday morning, first Sunday of September. Are we coming in okay here? I don't know. First Sunday of September, and uh, first Sunday of the week, first day of the week. So it's the first day of the week. It's the first uh, Sunday of the month of September. And uh, that's a good thing. Uh, we're still serving the Lord. We're still preaching the gospel. And uh, we're not sitting at home, and we're not sitting in some building. Just, uh, I, I know a lot of people are, but uh, we're out on the street, and we're here at 11 o'clock. Uh, probably going to do 11 to 4 shifts uh, starting today. Uh, 10 o'clock uh, is kind of like my summer hours, 10 to 3, because it gets the heat of the day starts at 3. Uh, you know, 2.45, 3 o'clock, I mean, it just gets blistering hot from 3 to 5. And uh, so I come out 10 to 3 during the summer, and uh, because of the class, uh, it just seems like I can't seem to come out, get my work done, because normally in the mornings, I spend about three hours in the mornings working in the church, uh, you know, because I'm building Gospel Evangelist Church. I, I put that uh, in the video here. You can see, you know, kind of a, kind of a little thing there. <laughs> And uh, then I put another three hours in for the, with the church uh, after I get home. Then I got the five hours in the middle. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven hours, that's about right. And that doesn't include my walking to the corner, my getting ready, my prayer time. None of that stuff doesn't include cooking dinner and fixing and cleaning my house and doing the laundry and uh, making the bed and, you know, cleaning the toilet and cleaning the tub. I mean, it doesn't include any of the domestic stuff I have to do as a single person. And uh, I have no partners that work with me, and uh, this is what I have to do. So uh, I get a backlog, and you can tell on the website, uh, it's still stuck on August 20th because I haven't had a chance to update it. But uh, it will be updated. I mean, it will be. Uh, it just takes time. I have to do the most important things first. Most important things first. And the least important at the bottom. And it kind of goes in that hierarchy. So what it, to you, if you were to ask yourself, what is the most important, as a believer, and if you're not a believer, I mean, why not? I mean, you're still watching me, and you're not a believer yet? You haven't turned your life over to Jesus? I mean, there's something going on there. What is stopping you from receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior? I mean, ask yourself, what's stopping me? Is it my fear of my friends or fear of my mom or my dad? Is it fear that I'll have to give up my whole life? Uh, is it fear that I'll have a horrible life? Is it fear? I mean, it's probably fear of some sort, some level of fear. And, uh, and that fear probably is unfounded, unfounded. Uh, it, it, you know, just is. So uh, it's all by faith and all by faith. And you receive Jesus by faith. It's not some intellect. It's not some mental ascension. And uh, uh, just call out to Jesus. You know, get into, uh, if you have a Bible, or you can go down to the bookstore, Barnes & Noble Booksellers right down the street here, or there's another bookstore downtown on Pearl Street, and go to the bookstore or the library and uh, open the Bible that you find. Ask him where's the religious books at? Find the Holy the Christian Bible, Holy Bible, the Christian Bible, doesn't matter what version, and just go at this time uh, and go over to Romans, uh, the book of Romans. It's in the New Testament here towards the, towards kind of like the last third here, and you go into Romans there, the book of Romans. See, there's Romans right there, and you want to go over to, I think, um, 
Uh, I think it's verse 10. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, or maybe 9. Uh, sorry, I, did, I wasn't planning on doing this. And I get all these verses all mixed up here. But, uh, yeah, it's verse 10. It's chapter 10. So you want to go to Romans, you know, when you're at the bookstore or the library, and turn over to chapter 10. And it's only 17, 18, uh, 21 verses. It's only 21 verses long. It just takes up, you know, two minutes and you can read it or whatever. You know, it's not that long. And uh, maybe take a cop, a picture of it with your phone. You know, get your phone out and snap a photo of it. And uh, think about what, the, what is here. And this is just one chapter. And if you want to add one more verse to it, you can kind of go to the left. I don't know where you're looking at the camera here. To the left and go over to John. It's just a couple books over to the left. And you go to the book of John. It's not because that's my name. It's just that's the apostle's name. Pretty famous name. Uh, and you go to chapter 3. And there are 17 verses here. But the one I want you to look at is uh, 16. Yeah, verse 16. But you can take another picture of this one. Because there's about 17 verses here that tell a good story. A really interesting story that kind of goes with Romans chapter 10. And uh, take a picture of that. And um, think about it. I mean, really, consider it. Consider your ways as an unbeliever, as someone who's not sure about Christ, about God. Consider your ways and look around. Are you really, truly happy down deep in your gut? Because we have to be kind of led by our spirit, our gut. That's how kind of the secular term would be our, our gut feeling. That's deep down inside of your gut, you know, down here low. You know, not up here high. You want to be thinking down low and down inside of you. When you get down inside of there, you really won't be thinking much about your friends and family, your co-workers and your classmates. You'll be thinking between you and God. And uh, when you're there at that point, deep in that recesses of your life, then you can cry out and call out to Jesus to save you. Uh, that's where I was. I went and laid in my rack in my bunk there at, uh, on board the USS Regal. AF-58, Vietnam vet, and uh, don't know where I was in the world. Made 14 cruises all over the place, but one of those cruises. And uh, I just said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And the, there was a miracle happened, a miracle. And the miracle is still going today. And that was way back when I was about 19 and a half or 20. I'm 70 this year, and it's still it's stuck, it's held. And if it's a lie, and if it's all made up, and it's theology, it's not, the, um, it's kind of a uh, fantasy kind of thing. Um, what is that word? Uh, anyway, there's another word that I'm trying to think of. Uh, if it's all fake, and all phony, uh, it would have la wouldn't have lasted. Because I, in 50 years, you're going to go through mountaintop experiences, and you're going to go down through deep valley problems in your life. There's going to be tragedy in your life. There's going to be all kinds of problems and good times, good times and bad times. And if something's a lie, uh, it won't stick, you know, at one of those levels, one of those seasons, it'll fade away, it'll fade away. You know, a lot of people make vows, but that vow is not real, it'll fade away, you know, or a, a decision, the decision is not real, it'll fade away, eventually, not tomorrow, not today, uh, or maybe, you know, 10 years from now. You know, if you're 20 years old and you're listening to this, uh, think that you're going to change. You know, 10 years from now, you're going to be 30. 
if you're 20 today. But think about when 10 years earlier, you were 10 years old. So when you were 10 years old, were you thinking different than you are today at 20? Yeah, we all do. Don't you think that you're gonna keep changing your thoughts, your lifestyle when you reach 30? It's a big difference between 20 and 30, big difference. And if you're 30, think back, think back 10 years when you were 20, and now you're 30. See, big difference, right? think that in 10 more years at 40 you're gonna think even more a lot of people in their late 30s uh, end up in divorce yeah uh, that's uh, the uh, 10 year mark uh, there's the seven there's the uh, three year seven year 10 year 15 year those are different seasons that marriages get tested you know you may be happy and you're 30 something and your marriage is going good and then all of a sudden everything flips upside down yeah See, you haven't experienced that yet. You think everything is bliss. Everything's all perfect and you're on love and everything's going great. Your kids are young and everything's just perfect. Uh, but you know, if you're 40 and you're looking back, you, know, you think, wow, what happened to my life? So that's why you don't want to put God in a box and tell, say that God's not real. Because things change in a person's life. The great thing is God doesn't change. He's never going to go away. He's always going to be available to you. For until you leave here. When you leave the earth, then God's not available anymore. Uh, you'll never be able to call upon the Lord the moment you leave. And you don't know when day that is. See, that's the problem. You don't know what day. You know, like uh, yesterday, or September 1st, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. You know, a very famous man, you know, uh, that I listened to when I was a, a teenager. Uh, you know, Margaritaville, you know. Uh, uh, what's his name? I don't even know his name. I don't. I haven't followed him in, you know, 30 years, 40 years. You know, since I was a Christian. You know, 76 years old, he dies. He's rich. He has all the time in the world. He's got friends all over the place. He does good life, but he didn't last but 76 years. Yeah, 76 years. Died of skin cancer. And the article I read. What is his name? Anyways, whatever his name is. Uh, my first question, when I see somebody die, when I hear about it, the first question I ask, did he know Jesus Christ? Did she know Jesus Christ? Did they know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Were they born again? You know what most people say they're close to him because uh, now they're mourning? Uh, well, you know, you really can't judge them, John, because uh, a lot of things happen that you can't really, I mean, look, people around somebody's life, you know if somebody's received Christ or not. I mean, it's, I mean, it changes people. But I'm guessing, uh, what is his name? I can't, I can't think of his name now. But you guys are probably thinking, you know, Margaritaville, you know, that guy. <laughs> you know, down in Florida, and you know, he's from Mississippi actually, born and raised there. But uh, if he didn't receive Jesus Christ, no matter how rich he was, how much free time, personal freedom he had, and all the friends, worldwide travel, uh, if he doesn't have Jesus Christ as his Savior, he's not born again, uh, he's in hell today. He died yesterday, September 1st, a Saturday. He went straight to hell. If, he's not, if he is born again, uh, I couldn't find anywhere that he received Jesus Christ as Savior. I couldn't see it anywhere. Looked through a lot of different things, looking around. Uh, it might be there, hidden someplace. But uh, did he, if he was saved, did he hide, did he hide his light? You know, did he curse 
Jesus, as they say, I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know anything about them. I just know some of the songs. You know, everybody used to, you know, play his songs. You know, and uh, so, so you don't want that to happen. You don't want to get to 76, die early. I mean, to me, that's early. I'm 70. That's six years from now. Uh, I can't foresee dying in six years. Uh, but, you know, who knows, right? <laughs> I'm out here on the street. Anything could happen. But I got the armor of God on. Got the Lord Jesus Christ on. I even have the armor of light on. That's my first layer I put on. <laughs> but uh, so you want to be telling people about Jesus Christ in your life, especially if you just received Jesus right now. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, you're going to save these people. I know that because they're going to, when they call out to you, you'll save them because they'll call from a heart of belief, a confession with their mouth, and uh, they're hoping that you're real. It's like I was hoping that you were real. I didn't know if you were real or not. That's why I said, Jesus, if you're real, because I didn't know that. I mean, how am I supposed to know you're real? I can't see you. But uh, you proved to yourself, proved to me, not to yourself, but you proved to me, Lord, by the magnificent transformation, by a magnificent conversion. You proved to me that you are real and you have stayed faithful all the way through all these decades, all these decades, and you're, I'm still with you, Lord, and you're still with me. So, Lord, I thank you that you're with these people here, especially those who are receiving Jesus Christ today, today. And if they receive Jesus in their church today and they happen to click on this sermon, Lord, I want to welcome them to the family of God. Uh, get into the Word of God and uh, stay faithful and uh, let the Lord clean you up, okay? And uh, we just give you all the glory, Father. And we thank you that the angels in heaven uh, rejoice over one sinner that repents. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right? So, uh, get into our message now so we have the Sunday prayer letter Sunday prayer letter came out this morning comes out every Sunday morning there's a couple times during the year that for whatever reason I'm just not physically able uh, one day will come when I have administrative help and they can keep everything caught up because uh, there's a lot of other things I want to do but I have to kind of cut my time off all right so this one here I put this on the YouTube channel on the post just to so people know where I'm going to be preaching from uh, and uh, I'd encourage people to get the email. Uh, even if you don't read the email, when it comes up in your inbox, check your spam folder, because sometimes it does go there. That's just the way it happens. And, uh, you know, when you see uh, Preacher John or whatever it comes up, uh, pray for me. Pray for the street ministry. Pray for our church. Pray for Boulder. Pray for Colorado. Pray for the United States. I don't know. Pray for the world <laughs> when you see the email. So even if you don't open it up, I mean, so that becomes a point of contact because I'm praying for everybody who's on the prayer list on on the um, well, they're in the prayer list, yeah. But those who uh, uh, subscribe to the uh, newsletter, the, not it's a newsletter, it's a, you know the prayer letter, the Sunday prayer letter. I, mean, I put all those names, uh, if I can find their name, in the. Uh, that's why I asked first name. Uh, don't you know? People use a kind of a goofy name sometimes, and but that's okay. And then I put that goofy name <laughs> in the prayer book. <laughs> and uh, I lift you up in the Lord. I lift out everybody up this morning. Do that seven days a week. Seven days a week. I stand before the Lord and lift everybody up that's in my life. It's a wonderful feeling to me. So uh, this, you would have seen this in the letter if you got that today. And, uh, and uh, you can go to our website, 
and you can see there's a way somewhere in there that you can click on something <laughs> and uh, put your first name and your email address in there. You'll get two letters, one a welcome letter and then just another letter to follow up another day or two after that. And then that's the only two letters you'll get right away just to say hello, I guess. It's been a long time since I wrote those letters. And then the next letter, the third letter, will be the Sunday prayer letter. So you might get three letters all at once. I don't know that. It just depends on how everybody subscribes. And understand, too, uh, uh, I turned on the double opt It's called double opt-in. Because I don't want people to get a... Now, I, did, I could turn that off so the moment you subscribe, you just get the letters. Uh, but I want people to uh, see a confirmation and say, do I really want to get Preacher John's letter or not? Then you can click yes or no. You know, if you click no, then you're not going to get it. If you click yes, you'll be confirmed. So that's called a double opt-in. So that kind of keeps me clean. It keeps the account clean and uh, proves to the uh, uh, convert kit, my email provider, that uh, who's on my prayer list, who's on my prayer list, that's kind of like a prayer list, who's on my email list, who want to be, they want to be there. Right? And it's an easy unsubscribe. You just go, scroll down to the bottom of the letter and one click unsubscribe and you're out of there. I don't send a bunch of, I don't beg. The only letters that go out that I'm aware of are this Sunday prayer letter. I don't send out letters that give to the ministry. I don't do that. Uh, buy my book. I don't do that. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I just send out the Sunday prayer letter. It's once a week. So it's no big deal, right? Once a week. And... Uh, uh, a couple of people subscribed last week. God bless you guys. Uh, you're in my prayer book. You probably already were, but uh, and uh, and in that letter, you'll you'll see where I'm at too. Uh, but some people don't like email, and uh, but everyone has an email. See, that's crazy about that, right? A lot of people don't like email, but everyone has an email, most likely, most likely if you're online. All right. So this letter here is called. Uh, they caused great joy. They caused great joy. That's Acts 15, verse 3. And we're in the theme this year, uh, 2023 theme, is signs, wonders, miracles, praise, worship. We've had signs, we've had wonders, we've had miracles, but we have yet to have praise and worship the way I'm seeing it, the way I'm expecting God, you know, way I, my expectation hasn't been reached. Now, that could be good or bad. I don't know. It depends on who you are. But uh, my expectation is in the Word of God. I expect the Word of God to perform because that's the job. That's its job, and it does. I mean, so, so this is there's seven parts in our prayer letter. This is part one Sunday, first day of the week, Acts 15. We're going to go through 15 all week long. This is all, all these verses here. There's 41 verses, and we're going to go one through five today. One through five, hallelujah. All right, let's just jump in here. King James Bible, Acts chapter 15, verse 1. I'm going to read it and come back and talk about it. And certain men <clears throat> which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute, disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem under the apostles and elders about this question, verse 3, and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy. There's my title right there. They caused great joy unto all the brethren, verse 4. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received, 
of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. Verse 5. But, the, but there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. That's the end of verse 5. So thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, let's jump back in here and kind of talk through this a little bit. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren. Taught. Taught. I have two verses here, and I can't remember why I put them there. But Matthew 5.19. Matthew 5.19. Let's see what that says. Because I can't remember why I put it there. Matthew 5.19. 519. 519. Let's see, uh, 519. Oh, that's why I put it there. <laughs> 519. So, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he should be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, so uh, if you teach wrong doctrine, right, you're in big trouble with the boss <laughs> or the principal. You're called you in the office and uh, reprimand you. Uh, I guess if it's bad enough, uh, he may say, uh, uh, I'm going to expel you from school. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I also have another one, Matthew 15, 9. Let's look at that one too. Fifth, Matthew 15, 9. Matthew 15, verse 9. Let's see what that one says. I can't remember what it says. 15, verse 9. Uh, verse 9. But in vain, but in vain, that's self, that's flesh, vain is flesh. But in vain, flesh, they do worship me. So they worship me in flesh. You kind of see that in today's world, right? A lot of people who call themselves Christian worship God in the flesh. They worship God in the flesh. And they say, I got goosebumps all over me, therefore God must, uh, but God's around me. And they're doing it all in the flesh. How about that, huh? 519, let's keep on going here. Let's see, uh, I forget what verse I'm reading. 159, 15.9, let's go back up here again. But in vain, flesh, they do worship me, teaching for doctrines in the flesh, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. See, see, see that? Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Not the commandments of God, but the commandments of men. Mankind, those commandments that mankind created on their own so they could be worshiped, so they can be adored, so they can get rich, right? Yeah, that's the prosperity gospel, right? Those big ministers who fly in their private jets and have their multi-million dollar mansions and uh, limousines and uh, two and three and four and five thousand dollar custom suits and all the diamonds and jewelry and their wives are decked out in diamonds and jewelry and uh, we see a lot of those right and they say oh this is uh, from God you know you know one guy had uh, that I used to watch way back in the uh, 80s and uh, he was flying in his private jet and he said God told him do you want another jet I'm going to give you another jet. He said, Lord, I don't need another. I've got a jet. I want to give you a bigger one, a nicer one. He said, okay, I'll take it. He didn't sell the other one. He kept that one and got a bigger and nicer one. You know what a jet costs? Sometimes it's not just the cost of the jet. It's the maintenance of the jet. And when you get big enough, you need two pilots full time. 
and they need to be trained constantly. They need to stay up with the latest of everything. And uh, you know, a 20,000 square foot mansion uh, is not cheap to operate. What do you think the utility bill is on that? You know, it's just he, they, they're just their family. You know, they're not housing all the poor in their city. It's just he and his wife, you know, and their kids maybe. But the kids, by that time, they're all grown up. You see, it's doctrines of men, see, are the same or similar or could be like the doctrines of devils, seducing spirits, teaching doctrines of devils, right? Because if you teach a doctrine of man, you're listening to a devil. It's really important. I'll, I mean, they could be saved. They're probably saved, you know, but they're going to get to heaven and they're going to be the least, I mean, down here, way down here in heaven, least. And if they go too much further down, uh, their name might be blotted out. I don't know, you know. You know, I mean, think about it. I mean, really, think about what you're learning from the person you're learning it from. One of the, I can't go there, but just be, be mindful of that, okay? All right, so let's go back into Acts 15. So those two verses were Matthew 5, 19 and Matthew 15, 9, all right? And also, I'm going to highlight one more thing in this passage of Scripture, uh, verse 1 and verse 5. Verse 1 and 5 are almost ident identical. Here's one. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren, see, they taught, and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Is that a wrong doctrine? Yeah, it's a wrong doctrine. It's a doctrine of men, right? It's a doctrine of men. Then you drop down to five, it says this, but there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed. Now, I'm kind of questioning about that, so remember, which believed. So they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Certain sect of the Pharisees, which believed. So it's identifying the Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. However, just because they believed, they could not let go of some of the doctrine of men, okay? And they taught that as believers. And that was the problem, that was the problem. That's the problem today, it has been since sincere. Has never stopped, has never stopped. And so that's why you have to always be looking around, looking around, looking around. Keep your eyes open. But these rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. There's, there's believers today in 2023 who read this, ignore this, reject the, the uh, conviction of the Holy Ghost, reject the teaching of the Holy Ghost, and they do it anyways. Right, they do it anyways. just keep an open mind to what the Lord is doing. Constantly renew your mind to the Word of God. You know, I was listening to the Word of God. I listened to chapter uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 in Matthew today. I think it was one. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, 2, 3, 4, 5. I think I have three chapters I listened to. I said, praise the Lord. I started crying a couple places. It was just amazing. Plus, I read my Bible today. I mean, I was in the Word of God today before even coming out here. Wasn't preparing myself to preach and minister. I was just spending time with my Lord and Savior. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? Praise the Lord. So that verse one and verse five kind of go together. Interesting, so let's go to verse two. 
When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension, dissension, they descended, they went, came back from them and disputed, dispute. They argued with them. That's not so. That's not what the Holy Ghost is teaching me. That's not what I'm writing. That's not what I'm telling people. That's not what God said. Gotta understand where they are in the timeline of the church. The church came out of the laws of Moses, which have been taught for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Generations upon generations upon generations upon generations. And a lot of perversion there, a lot of splits, a lot of division, a lot of misinformation, a lot of changing. I mean, the corruption just didn't start today. Corruption started from, uh, when did the corruption start? Yeah, when did the corruption start? Yeah. <laughs> when man was created, not too long after that, seems like, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that's another story. We're talking about Satan, right? Satan comes in and corrupts. He's the thief, he steals, kills, and destroys. Right? You know? He stole the first home, the very first place of living, first residence Satan stole from Adam and Eve. Isn't that sad? First, first home was stolen by Satan. And people hail Satan, and they end up in tragedy, and they blame God. Not Satan, they blame God, because that's why they're believing on Satan. But they don't want to believe God, they want to believe Satan. They think Satan has some kind of special power, and he does. If you want to believe on Satan, he'll give you power. You think about uh, another musician that came to my mind this morning when I was thinking about the other guy, whatever his name is. So this guy knows, because everybody knows his name, Michael Jackson, you know? People by the millions worshipped him. They bowed down and worshipped him. They bowed at their, his feet and worshipped him. Yeah. Didn't he make a billion dollars in his lifetime? It was like ridiculous. Private jets, and private this, private that. How old was he when he died? 30-something? Right. Did he reach 40 years old? Yeah. I don't know. See, I remember the day he died. I was in the truck. I was loading apples up there in Yakima. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson found dead in his hotel room. Doctor was right, his doctor, his private doctor that flew with him. Anyways, was with Emmy. I go, wow, Michael Jackson dead. Wow. Overdosed on drugs. I think is what it was. I can't remember exactly. So, see, money is not the answer. It's never gonna be the answer. That's the God of Mammon, that's Satan. Satan's not your answer, man. Money's not your answer. Just because you can't pay your bills or you can't pay your mortgage, uh, you, something else is going on. Something else is wrong. Maybe you're not giving. Maybe you're not helping other people out. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's between you and God. You have to talk to God about that. I did that myself when I was struggling. God showed me what to do there. And I did it, and guess what? Signs followed. So. If you're doing something that you think God told you and nothing, no signs follow, stop what you're doing because that wasn't God. That was you telling yourself. That was the emotion. That was your brain. That was somebody. That was a doctor of man that told you, you know, and that's ungodly. All right? You have to understand the kingdom principles of sowing and reaping. Paul talked a lot about that. Concerning giving and receiving. It's two parts, part A and part B. Part B feeds part A, part A feeds part B. You need A and B, you just can't, have, you just can't do A. 
nor can you do just be. <laughs> you gotta be both. Right? It's kind of like willing and obedience. You have to do both. Willing, willing and obedient. What happens after that? When you're willing and you're obedient, what's the next thing? You'll eat the good of the land. I think that's what King James, that might be NIV, but uh, that's Isaiah, is that Isaiah? Yeah, 119, I think. Whatever, but uh, if you be willing or needy, if you, if you be willing, if, see, you have a choice. God's not gonna force you to be willing. He's not gonna do that. Satan will, Satan will force you, Satan will drive you, Satan will push, 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 and drive you insane drive you to suicide, drive you to do things you know you would never have done before. Satan would do that. Satan drives you to do drugs. Satan drives you to drink alcohol. Satan drives you to fill your body up with all kinds of trash and junk and gain weight, 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 where your heart can't even beat because there's so much fat around the heart. Yeah, that's Satan doing that. That's not God. That's not God. You know, if you drive down the highway and this highway says 65 miles an hour and you're doing 95, that's not God. That's Satan driving you faster and faster. Because if you got in a wreck at 95, it's gonna be a whole lot different than the wreck at 65. Those 30 miles extra, it's a whole lot different. I'm a trucker. I've seen so many wrecks, most people can't even imagine all over the country. I've, all 48 states I've trucked in and uh, I've seen wrecks like you can't believe. I mean, just mind-boggling. How did that ever happen? I mean, it's just, you know, a couple times in the early beginning of my trucking career, I used to stop and help, and I kind of stopped that. It was just too hard on me. It was just too hard to see the people. It was too hard for me to see the people in the, in the mangled wreck. So then I just started making sure I could call and contact people. Uh, to get emergency crew there, because nothing I can do, really, truly. And uh, you can get mad at me, so oh, you should have kept stopping. But, uh, but I made sure that there was emergency crew there on the scene. Unless we're out in the middle and over there, has been many times there's been wrecks that I knew there was no town within a hundred miles. You know, no traffic at all. And there was a couple times out in the desert, a wreck, two times. And uh, I pulled my rig over and I assisted. I put flares out and things like that, helped the people, you know, the best I could. And uh, got a hold of some other truckers going the other way and they were able to contact people once they got further into the town because, you know, our radio, that was before cell phones. This is a long time ago. This is before cell phones. And so there's no phone out there, no cell phone. A lot of people can't believe without their cell phone. Well, that was how we lived. I would uh, see another trucker and I would get him on the two-way CB radio and, uh, and uh, make sure that he would, uh, so I knew he, what mile marker we were at and uh, that he would contact and he always agreed. And within a short period of time, an emergency vehicle would show up. So I did all I could, right? So uh, let's get back in the word here. Verse two, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension, dis disputation with them, they determined, okay. So they weren't able to solve the argument between do we get circumcised or do we not get circumcised? Okay, now, since that's a big deal right here, because they didn't were talking about anything else, they were just talking about men getting circumcised. Not women, but men. men women don't get circumcised, right? 
you cut the fore, foreskin off from the man, right? And uh, I guess you, you know, throw it away. <laughs> I don't know, you know? <laughs> but uh, uh, God had Abraham do that as a covenant, as a blood covenant, because he bled. A blood covenant between he and God. And he had all of his house, all of his soldiers, all of his people, hundreds of people that were in Abram's life do that. And, you know, and people do it today, uh, not because God commands it, uh, because it's the tradition of man now. Same way here, same way here, right? Traditions of man. Yeah. And so uh, that's why Nancy and I, my wife, <coughs> said uh, we talked to the doctor about circumcision for our, our son. And uh, we determined that it would be better for him to make that decision. Yeah, why would, why would, you know, we didn't do that. So, you know, and we told him all the ways he's grown up that why, uh, why you weren't circumcised because we made a contract or agreement with the Lord, you know? And uh, if he wanted to go get circumcised, you can, you can, right? God bless you. Right? Anyways, so because they couldn't solve the problem here, and you know, now we have the New Testament, so we can solve the problem without having to go back to Israel, uh, Jerusalem and sit down with uh, some, you know, bigwigs over there and uh, come up with a solution. But here, the New Testament wasn't written yet. And it's brand new. Because every, every man's always been circumcised in Israel. But Gentiles weren't circumcised. No, they weren't. Why would they? You know, why would they? Anyways, let's keep going here. Barnabas and certain of them Okay, so here we go. Uh, Paul and Barnabas and certain of the other men of them should go up to Jerusalem, you know, the, you know where the, all the big wigs are, Jerusalem, under the apostles and the elders about this question. So the 12 apostles, and then the apostles had the elders to the church, the leaders of the church, and the church in Jerusalem, and they're going to talk to everybody and come up with a solution. Right? And who are they going to talk to? Is it, are they only going to talk to the apostles and the elders and the church? Everyone in one accord will go to the Holy Ghost. That's what, they ha that's what happens here in the book of Acts. They always go to the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost has given us the power to build a church. Just like now, the Holy Ghost has given us power to build Gospel Evangelist Church, building a new missionary church. Trust Jesus, touching people for heaven, gospelevangelistchurch.org. Anyways, under the apostles and elders about this question and being brought on their way by the church. I wanted to highlight something here. I thought this was really interesting. The Holy Ghost had me stop and say this a couple times. Think about it. All right, it says, uh, and being brought on their way, brought on their way by the church. When somebody goes someplace, buys something, it means they paid their way to get back to Jerusalem. The church pulled their funds together and sent Paul and Barnabas and a few other guys, uh, paid their way, in other words, they bought their tickets to go to Jerusalem, right? That's what, that's what I'm seeing here. They didn't say that, but kind of look at it, right? By the church, being brought on the way by the church. The church, right? 
uh, they passed through Phoenicia, Samaria, declaring the conversion, conver conversion, conver conversion, 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 I don't know why I said conversation, but conversion of the Gentiles. The Gentiles were being converted from their ungodly way of life to a new way of life. They were being born again. They were being converted from <laughs> an ACC file to an MP3 file. <laughs> I don't know. They're being converted. So uh, in modern age, you know, uh, files, uh, computers cannot read uh, a certain file. That file has to be converted to another type of file, file type. All right. Kind of like uh, I have a plug into my computer now and I can plug in different uh, cords because it's a converter. I used to have a converter in my truck. I would convert the uh, uh, power in the truck to uh, AC to uh, run my refrigerator. I had a converter. Yeah. I would convert from DC to AC. Oh, power, you know, that runs. And now, for example, in my truck, the refrigerator worked and it provided cooling for the stuff in the refrigerator because I didn't want to go to a restaurant anymore. I got tired of that. I wanted to eat good and healthy in, in my truck. And uh, this is a long time ago. And uh, so I had this little refrigerator, you know, so big. And it was back in the sleeper and uh, plugged in to my converter. And uh, when we're born again, we're converted. Uh, we're converted from the family of the God of this world, Satan, which is the father of lies. We're converted from being a sinner to a saint. For now, we have a new family. We are born again into a new family. We become a new child, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Right? That's why you don't want to leave this family, the Christian family, and come out of that and go in back into Satan's family. You know, you must stay over here in God's family. And you want to look around, you might do what Paul says, you know, abstain from all appearance of evil. Don't bring the evil from here over into your family. Don't do that. Don't bring the evil into your family. Right? Enter the apostles, elders, by this question. Okay. Uh, by the church they passed through Phoenicia, Samaria, uh, conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy. They caused great joy. Because when people heard that the Gentiles were being born again, they were being converted, uh, wow, that was a big deal. And along with their having joy, there was joy in the presence of God by His angels, right? <laughs> joy in heaven, joy on earth. Joy of the Lord. That's the title of this week. They caused great joy and to all the brethren. Do you think Satan had great joy? Nope. Do you think the devils had great joy? Do you think unbelievers and haters, mockers of, the, of God had great joy? No, they had great sorrow. They had great plans to, to defeat us. And they still are today. They're making plans right now today. Yeah. If you think they're not making plans, you got to think again. Right. Verse 4, And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and the elders. I think it's important to look at that because sometimes, you know, in my ministry over the years, I would go to certain churches to see what I can do for their church. You know? And uh, 
many churches, I would say most all churches, uh, will not receive you, won't receive you. Uh, it's sad, right? Here you are, you're freely <clears throat> giving your time to them, freely giving your services to them, but they won't receive you. Why is that? That's well, interesting that they received him. Yeah, they received him. Right, received the church and of the apostles, the elders, and, and, they, and they declared all things that God had done with them. Testifying. All, everywhere I go, when I meet somebody new, I tell them how I got to them. You know, like a lot of times I'll tell people on the, on the camera here how I got to today. You know, I'm walking down here. You know, I, I get a chance to witness to a gentleman I've been talking to for the last, I don't know, six, eight months. Got a chance to actually stop and talk to him now. It was really great, really great. So next Sunday, I'm gonna be able to talk to him again because he owns a motorcycle shop, or actually it's not, it's a electric bike, e-bike shop down here on Pearl. And uh, he's from California and he moved here and opened his shop. And uh, uh, I had a chance to talk to him today. It was great because his front door is open and he's kind of sitting not too far from the front door, big plate glass window there, all the e-bikes out, out front and inside. And he's sitting there by himself. And uh, so he waved to me. So I stopped because uh, he sees me every Sunday. Every Sunday, I'm faithful. Every Sunday, boom, boom, boom. Every single Sunday, every Sunday. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It's been there for, I don't know, six months, eight months. I don't think it's been a year yet. I'm pretty sure it hasn't been. And uh, so because he sees me all the time, he knows that that guy is consistent. He seems to be faithful, whatever he's doing. And uh, he was willing to say, wait, I mean, I didn't talk to him first. He waved to me first. And then I stopped and said, good morning. <laughs> and we talked for a few minutes. Had a good connection there, connection, boom, connection. And he'll go on in my little, I haven't written it down yet. Should have, but I did, but I was pulling my sign here. And I'll write it down my little notepad here that I carry. And that notepad, those names go into my prayer book that you see in the class. Okay, that class is starting again tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Good all things that God had done with them. Verse 5, but there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them. Wow, I wonder if they already did. <laughs> How about that? They that. They find it. I mean, I didn't have to get circumcised and go through all this pain. I'm 50 years old, have to get circumcised. That was painful. There's no, uh, there's no uh, morphine. <laughs> there's no, you know, painkiller. That hurt. <laughs> you know. And uh, then they find out. Nope, you didn't have to go through it. Well, those dumb guys over there. Why did that? You know, we find that out sometimes. You know, why did I listen to that preacher? Why did I listen to that? Why am I going to that church over there? I got to get out of that church, for example. You know, or whatever. You know. And you find out that they're wrong. You know, I followed a, I followed a uh, uh, very famous husband and wife team on uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network for years and years and years uh, on prophecy. And uh, he was all about telling you the exact time that Jesus was going to come for his church. And lo and behold, uh, the time that he said, way back in the 80s, didn't happen. I, Whoa, he didn't, it didn't happen. You know what I did after that? After following him for many, many years, probably four, five, six years, whatever it was, five years, 
And uh, when that didn't happen, I thought, he's calling himself a prophet of God, and he lined out there this case with Bible verses and everything, diagrams on Trinity Broadcasting, you know, TBN, uh, the return of Jesus Christ for his church. And so everybody was getting ready to be received up into heaven. And guess what? Nothing happened. And being a prophet myself, I was questioning that the whole time. I said, well, I'll well, see what happens. I'm not going to do what everybody else does. I'm just going to watch to see what happens. But I don't think he's coming back. He hasn't told me that. I haven't heard of th everything he's saying. Because he's saying God told him. He didn't tell me that. Why wouldn't God tell me? I'm a preacher, minister. I mean, I'm working for the same guy he's working for, he says. But he didn't tell me that. He didn't come. I stopped following him. Yeah. And then I would check in occasionally to see what he's doing. And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Trinity Broadcasting kicked him off. But it was like after 10 or 15 years, they finally kicked him off. And he started his own television channel, his own channel, whatever. And he back on television again a short time after that. Then he came up with another uh, uh, time. A very popular man. Very popular. I'm not going to say anymore right now. But very popular. So I don't want to say his name. And uh, he... Uh, and that time, it didn't come. And then he almost died. He almost died. And then God revived him. And then, he's, and then he said, God told him all this stuff. Uh, this and that and this and that. And you'll see my coming back. And you're going to see this. And you're going to see this. And you're going to see this. And I'm going to give you a long life. And you're going to see me come back for everybody. And I said, really? I, I thought, because I kept up with him. And guess what happened? He died. And Jesus never came. He never see it. You see, people think they know what they're doing. Like right here, Acts chapter 15. And it was not so. If it's not so, it's not going to happen. If God said, thus saith the Lord, and it doesn't happen, it was not thus saith the Lord. It was thus saith Satan that was mimicking and looking like and acting like an angel of light, right? Understanding now, understanding, hang on, understanding that sometimes uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing cannot be found out for a very long time, very long time, you know? Now I'll get, you know, the thought come to my mind is Joseph Smith up there in New York. You know, when he got tired of, you know, when he started the Mormon church. You know, it's still going today. But it is being found out. A lot of Mormons are leaving the Mormon church. But then a lot of Christians, look at this, a lot of Christians who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ are joining the, the Mormon church. Yeah. Who is headed up by Satan. But it's so camouflaged that they cannot see it because they do not have eyes to see nor do they have ears to hear nor do they have a heart to understand and God's given them over Lord I just thank you I thank you Lord that you keep my eyes open my ears open my heart full of understanding and if I mess up someplace Lord if I'm looking the wrong way or hearing the wrong thing or understand something wrong I constantly pray that you change me that you show me what I'm doing wrong and help me correct it. Uh, I want to be faithful to the very end, to the very last second, a millisecond that I'm here on earth, 
I want to be faithful to you, Lord, serving you with all my heart, with all my soul, all my spirit, all my mind, all my body, all everything, my whole life, completely serving you, Lord. And I pray that for others too, Lord, that we never, ever fall away, ever. We don't go listen to man's doctrine. We don't listen to Satan's doctrine, the seducing devils. We don't do that. We hear from you, Lord, by your Spirit, the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, I ask that you heal anyone who needs a healing in their body to heal them. Anyone has a needs a devil cast out, Lord, I cast that devil out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray the blood of Jesus Christ where that devil was. Lord, I loose your ministering angels to do whatever you're able to do according to the word of God. And I thank you, Lord, to bring other believers by them to help them. And Jesus, I ask that you baptize them with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Give me all the glory, Father. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Jesus name amen so uh, praise God praise God praise God praise God so tomorrow's Monday and it's Labor Day but I'm still working I don't take the day off I don't celebrate earthly holidays and uh, I'm gonna be up there at Conestoga and Arapahoe hang on so I'm gonna be up there at Conestoga and Arapahoe it's way out there in the eastern side of uh, uh, Boulder that is the eastern edge and eastern end of the cross that lays inside of uh, Boulder uh, the city limits of Boulder so uh, God bless you man I love you very much I really do take care bye bye